The Chargers offense and Justin Herbert had a miraculous comeback late, taking the lead in the fourth quarter, but it was not enough to hold off the Kansas City Chiefs. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen after a game like that. We really appreciate it. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And what a frustrating game, right? When the Chargers seem like they may have kind of changed the trajectory of their season late against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs come down and score. The Chargers cannot come back and really respond to that after, and the Chargers end up throwing an interception on their final drive. But a very back-and-forth game in the end, so we're going to talk about the wild ending there. The Chargers defense cannot come through on the biggest drive of their season after Justin Herbert, you know, what a crazy throw and catch to him and Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer gets the late go-ahead touchdown. But you felt like you always knew it was too much time for the Kansas City Chiefs offense. How much you could do about that, not really much in the, what the Chargers were dealing with there. And we'll also just talk about the offense getting off to a hot start, finally looking like themselves, and then just having another stall to start the second half, to start the third quarter once again. But today's episode of Locked on Chargers is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players and they score more or less than their Price Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. And what a brutal way for this game to end, David. Two games back-to-back weeks on Sunday night football with the Chargers a chance to really change kind of the trajectory of their season. They have second-half leads in both games. Both games, they get outscored in the second half, and they can't come through. But this one specifically, Chargers get the go-ahead touchdown. Minute 46 to go, you go up by four. We knew it was going to be a tall task for the Chargers defense, but in the end, the Chargers can't hold on. The Chiefs go right down and score, and then the Chargers, obviously, with 31 seconds left, couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's so frustrating, Daniel. I mean, it's just in this game, you just felt like, okay, you know, the, the Chargers, they have a chance. They're going to go down. They score a touchdown, and just in that moment when they scored that touchdown, it was just like, there's too much time left on the clock. You yeah. know that that team over there executes at such a high level in these moments because they've been in these moments time and time and time again. And not only have they been in those moments, they've excelled and they have come through on top in those moments. So they expect to do that. And unfortunately for the Chargers, I don't know if we can say that when they get put in those positions, they expect to win because when they do, it just doesn't happen. They just don't come out on top. The Chiefs do. It was just too much time. You knew it. The Chiefs went right down the field and they score. And, you know, just too too little too late for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, it was. And I think the thing is, too, is just, just you know, not being able to close these games out has been such a factor for the Chargers basically the entirety of Justin Herbert's career so far, right? And it just, yeah. once again, they can't come through. And, you know, he does have a little bit of blame down. We'll get to that with the interception. But for Kansas City, I mean, to go down like they did and score as easily as they did, right? I mean, it's just brutal. It's totally deflating. They get the ball back to the minute and 46 left to go. They end up 
really shooting themselves in the foot, a third down penalty on Derwin James. You know, it, they would have been at least in a fourth down, and you never know what happens, right? Maybe right. somebody drops a pass. Maybe, you know, somebody gets pressured and sacks Patrick Holmes. You don't know. You want to make him have to do that fourth down, though. Yes. He ends up getting called for a holding call, extends the drive. And then Derwin James, really, after playing such a great game, gets beat by Travis Kelsey on that final play. And to me, I just I don't understand how you let Travis Kelsey beat you there with the weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs had. Like, I love Derwin James in one-on-one. I said during the game, I thought he's the best player at defending Travis Kelsey. But there are ways to get around that, right? The Chiefs end yeah. up running a pick play. It turns into a 17-yard touchdown for Travis Kelsey. It It's just brutal for it to happen like that, especially after what the Chargers did, David, because the Chargers offense actually came to life after struggling to start the second half. They go down the field. On third and 18, we see one of the best throws of the season, a throw that we feel like might change the Chargers season. 46 yards to Keenan Allen, who lays out and makes a diving catch, you know, that totally gives the Chargers offense the spark they needed after they had already created a turnover. And then you get the go-ahead touchdown, right, with a minute 41, and it's just like all that is basically for not now. That was a great drive by the Chargers offense, but at the end of the day, Kansas City gets the last laugh. Yeah, they get the last laugh, and it's Travis Kelsey doing it to the Chargers again. I just I cannot stand that dude. And the reason why is because he's great. You know, you have to give this guy his credit. He just shreds everybody, and it seems like he gets up for these Chargers games, and, and hey, you know, Derwin James smashed him down in the, in the first game. Well, Travis Kelsey, you know, he got the last laugh in this one, scoring three touchdowns, and then the third one, obviously, is that go-ahead, and, and yeah. you know, they, they go ahead and secure a win. It's just that's the guy you cannot let beat you. I mean, in those big moments, I love Derwin James, too, and I get it, but he is – He's not Superman. He's only one person. And the guy was phenomenal in that game. But double team that guy, triple team that guy. I don't care if you leave everyone else one on one. Just do not let that guy do that to you. And he did. And, you know, it's just another opportunity that the Chargers had to put themselves at least in a conversation for the AFC West. And now we can't have that conversation anymore. (laughs) That ship has sailed. And we have to think that uh, do the Chargers even have an opportunity at the wild card right now? It doesn't look great. Yeah, I mean, they, they've erased all margin for error. And that's why this would have been such a big win for them. But I mean, it, it sucks, too, just because you actually saw some signs of life. You saw some things going right. But at the end of the day, the Chargers defense, you know, was totally overmatched. Nobody had any faith in them before the Chiefs started that drive. You're hoping that the Chargers would just have enough time to maybe come back and get some points of their own. Yeah. which they kind of did, David. I mean, you get the ball back with 31 seconds, and just the way that game ends is just totally dissatisfying, right? Because the first play was really weird. I mean, it you know, yeah. Justin Herbert tries to run almost immediately after snapping the ball and ends up taking a five-yard sack. In the grand scheme of things, it only costs you six seconds, but it does cost you five valuable yards when you're trying to get in the field goal range. Yeah, And then you take a timeout. You still have 25 seconds left, and you basically need – 35 to 40 yards but you have all your timeouts or you at least have two of your timeouts left at that point justin herbert gets pressured on second down he throws the ball up to keenan allen that was ill-advised in double coverage the ball gets tipped up it gets intercepted and the game is over and i mean justin herbert put on his you know superman cape just to get the Chargers ahead there right and he deserves a lot of credit for that that was a ball that shouldn't have been thrown david would they have come back and, and tied it i don't know i think it was still a very steep task because of how the offensive line was playing towards the end of that game but that is just something he can't have in that situation. And it sucks because that's what's going to be remembered about him and his performance here, even after doing so many great things early on. 
Yeah, and that sucks. It really does suck for Justin Herbert because the narrative is going to continue. Justin Herbert can put up crazy stats, make incredible throws, but when it's crunch time, he can't get the job done. And this is going to be another, you know, feather in the cap of those people, those detractors of Justin Herbert, which is horrible because after 23 of 30 and really spreading it around, it I mean, he really looked good for the majority of this game, but that was a decision I know if you ask Justin Herbert that he's going to want that one back because just, you didn't yeah. have to push it. You didn't not yeah. have to take that unnecessary chance. You had timeouts. You could live to fight another down. That's just one of those you're going to have to learn from. Hey, you're still a younger quarterback, so hopefully this is a learning experience for Justin Herbert so the next time he gets put in that position, he can have a better you know decision to make in that moment. Yeah, and I agree with that. And it, it just sucks is I feel like you see him trying to do too much, right? You see him yeah. trying to will this team to victory. And unfortunately, the Chargers are a team, especially going up against a team like this, where it feels like Justin Herbert has to be perfect. And he almost was like outside of a couple yeah. of drives. Justin Herbert basically had the perfect game for the most part and made a ton of huge throws. Yeah. But that is one that you want back. And I mean, I don't know if it changes the outcome of the game, but it took away any chance the Chargers had of getting back into it. And you have to know there, hey, with a couple of timeouts, we can still get a big chunk over the middle, potentially. Yeah. You know, probably, you know, maybe it wasn't likely at that point, but they still had a chance. And it's tough for Dan like that because he truly was incredible. And we actually got to see this offense look like we've been really wanting it to for so long in the first half, putting up 20 points. And then again, we see a second half stall where the first three drives of the Chargers second half, they cannot put up any points offensively. And that's why even with that great drive, it just feels like too little too late. So we're going to get more in depth in the Chargers offense and kind of what went wrong there coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys that this holiday season, make sure you find what you love at Total Wine and more. With so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find a new favorite Cabernet or Chardonnay or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list with some help from a friendly guide. And all the confidence that you guys have, you found something special for the lowest price. Love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Curbside pickup and delivery available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more. Drink responsibly. Be 21. I also have to tell you guys about something super exciting, and it is Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. This is a really cool thing, guys. I mean, I've already checked out the cars available. I haven't you know, got any of them yet. But I checked out a lot of really nice cars just around me. I mean, there's tons and tons of cars to choose from. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and coming soon to Australia as well. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip, or you can get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday, and show up really in style. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. All right, David, well, I want to delve into this Chargers offense a little bit because it was really good to see it looking like we've really missed it. And I mean, Keenan Allen, I think if you ever had any question about what he means to this Chargers offense, it was all quieted during this game because the Chargers oh, yeah. just looked so much better offensively. And I do want to focus first just on the good of it, which was the Chargers were cooking in the first half, even after they lose Mike Williams after an insane catch on the sideline. It only took one catch and him coming down awkwardly for him to not be able to continue playing on that ankle. After we heard, you know, it was 200% and everything, it only took that one play. And that was brutal, but it did not slow the Chargers offense down in the first half. The Chargers offense was really good. Justin Herbert, 14 of 19, 172 yards, averaged 9.1 yards per attempt in the first half. 
and you start the game again back-to-back weeks where the opening script is actually great. You get a 32-yard touchdown to DeAndre Carter against a great defense with the 49ers last week. This Uh week, you come back and you start it with a 50-yard touchdown to Joshua Palmer. Great plays early on, and that was really nice to see. You know, hey, when Justin Herbert actually has even just one guy like Keenan Allen back, this offense can still get it done. Oh, absolutely. Keenan Allen just shows you how much he brings to this offense and how much he changed the dynamic of what the defense needs to pay attention to. I mean, now you know that there's a guy out there that's crafty, that understands how to get open, that feels the soft spots in the zones, presents a beautiful sight picture for his quarterback, and that's going to open things up for other guys because now you have to I mean, Keenan Allen demands respect and you have to give him that respect. And I think that's why another reason why a guy like Josh Palmer had a phenomenal game in this one. And it was very much needed because after Mike Williams, like Mike, like you said, Mike Williams makes that great catch. He he goes out and he never returns to the ball game. So Josh Palmer has to step up like he has been doing the last few weeks. And he has another great performance starting it off with that big 50 yard bomb. I mean, that was really exciting. Yeah, he was the Chargers leading receiver in this game. He gets two touchdowns and it was really great to see him step up in that capacity with the Chargers losing Mike Williams and also Keenan Allen being on a snap count because the Chargers did this and, you know, Keenan Allen missed some of the early third quarter when the Chargers were struggling offensively. It might have been nice to see him right out there right away to get things going, Yeah, obviously. But we know he was on a pitch count, and there was plays, big plays he wasn't in on the first half. And the first half had some missed opportunities as well. Yeah. Chargers defense gets a big stop before halftime. The Chargers really have a chance to put a stranglehold on this game. They end mm-hmm. up settling for a field goal. And then to start the second half is what's so frustrating, David, because the second yeah. week in a row you're getting outscored by a ton in the second half. This game, it's 17-7. to The Chargers get outscored to lose this game. But it starts again with three scoreless drives to start the second half. I mean, it's just brutal. And there's different reasons for it. I know a lot of people are going to blame Joe Lombardi, and I'll have my parts where I definitely think he takes some blame for it. But it just you can't have it against a team like this because you, you go into the second half with a seven-point lead. Two drives in offensively, you have zero points. And not only that, you've already given up the lead that you did have. And, hey, the Chargers ran the ball pretty well in this game. But I still find found myself in certain situations saying, why are you running the ball here? You have to be aggressive against this team. You have to go out there and really try to put up big yards against a team that can score in a flash like we've seen. It was just another example of the Chiefs saying, hey, you give us any kind of momentum, we're going to take it and we're going to run with it. And then we're going to really start to open things up. That's what the Chargers needed to do. And I think when they did do that in this game, you saw flashes of the offense that you thought you were going to see throughout this season. It just wasn't enough. I just don't under. I just don't understand why they continue to go back to running the ball on those early downs when clearly when they go using those rollout play actions and they're throwing the ball to open things up, the the ball is moving down the field at a much better rate in those situations than when you're running the football. Well, yeah, and that's why Joe Lombardi doesn't take all the blame for me because, I mean, on the second drive the Chargers had after halftime, I mean, Herbert rolls out and has a wide-open Josh Palmer in the flats. Yeah, that was You know, all the defenders bid on it, and you had multiple guys wide open, and I understand Justin Herbert had pressure on his face. He throws it away. He's done such a good job of being able to get that ball out, and if he does get that ball out, it's not a three and out, obviously. He probably gains 25, 30 yards potentially on that play and then it goes down as a three and out that's not necessarily on joe lombardi but after that happens on third and one you end up running it with austin Eckler. i just don't get why you're running that ball right there unless you're gonna go for it on everyone knew yeah everyone knew 
that the Chargers like, were running the ball there. Everyone. For sure. And they had run the ball pretty well in this game. But the one time they were not getting much yardage was on those short yardage situations. They picked yeah. up one with Xander Horvath. Maybe that's something you do. Maybe you go with the quarterback sneak. Either way, I mean, it was probably too long. It was really like closer to third and two to me than it was yeah. third and one on that one. Yeah. But to run the ball right there and knowing that you're not going to go for it on fourth down, which is something the Chargers have done many times from their own 34-yard line, yeah. I just don't get it. I, I don't get the call there. And then the first drive, I mean, you have Josh Palmer making a 15-yard catch. It's nice. You get that first down. You're kind of getting things cooking. Then on second and five, Isaiah Spiller runs for a negative two-yard loss. That's killer. You're living for yeah. third downs in that situation when you're running the ball there on second and five. And then you end up getting a false start by Trey Pipkins. All of a sudden, you're coming out of halftime. First of all, you get a special teams penalty. So it's like, are you already going backwards to start the third quarter? That's not a, a, an ominous sign at all. And then you have you know a third and seven that turns into a third and 12. But that second and five run where Isaiah Spiller loses two yards, there's absolutely nothing there. That's brutal. I mean, that yeah. that absolutely killed that drive right there. And then Justin Herbert gets sacked on third and 12. An offensive line was not holding up as much in the second half. And then you have that second drive where Justin Herbert maybe gets things going. It was a great play call by Joe Lombardi. But then after that, he comes back with a third and one run. And then the Chiefs go right down and take the lead, just like that. And the, the lead you did have. And then, of course, you know, you the third drive for the Chargers offense. They finally get things cooking. Everything's going well. They get into Kansas City territory, and then Keenan Allen fumbles, and it's just like they cannot get out of their own way. Yeah, that one really hurt because, I mean, it just really felt like that they were starting to come to life. Like that offense was really starting to move after an anemic start to the second half, another anemic start to the second half. And, you know, you felt like, okay, it's starting to turn. And you were just praying. You were just hoping on everything that Keenan Allen got that knee down before the ball came out. Of course, it was not meant to be. And you really needed something big to happen to be able to get back in this ball game. after that. That one was just a crusher. It was just a huge drive killer. Yeah, and like I said, the blame goes around. Joe Lombardi yeah. definitely deserves some of the blame. Justin Herbert deserves some of the blame. The just total overall offensive execution definitely has to be blamed a little bit for just being against this specific team. And like, I think honestly, Staley kind of deserves some too, because I mean, you're still trying to find an identity, right? In his second season here. Yeah. In his first season, it was easy to see what they were. They were wheeling and doing, and we go for it on fourth down, especially against really good teams like the ones right. we're playing right now. Yeah. And even that seems to have gone away. I mean, it's hard for like, he, he had trust in the Chargers defense, but that trust obviously wasn't, you know, anything great because they go down and score a touchdown after that. And they had a chance, you know, to get off the field. But in that moment, it's like, Steele, you're going to be that guy. If not, why are you running the ball on third and one? Put it in your best player's hands. Put it in Justin Herbert's hands. Get Keenan Allen out on the field on a third down where he does his best work. Yeah, he should, go score he should some be points. on the field on every third down. Every it's just, third. yeah, I, I mean, it just, there would seem to be a certain a lack of urgency there. And I think, you know, the blame is shared by multiple people. And it's just the Chargers offense in general, just not being able to get things going in the third quarter. So many games we're talking about these scoreless streaks starting in the second half and the adjustments just aren't being made. You need to come out and score points, especially when you keep deferring at the beginning of the game. That being said, the Chargers offense had some, or defense, I should say, had some chances in the second half to get off the field. And they did force a big turnover that ended up really giving the Chargers their best chance to win this game. But when the biggest drive came, they fell flat again. So we're going to talk about the defensive side of things here. Coming up after this, but I do need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And, of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. 
What I love about Prize Picks is it's just you versus the Prize Picks projections. With a lot of daily fantasy sites, you have to pick a lineup. Probably going to go up against a lot of those same players if the other team ends up selecting those guys. And then the game's ending up being decided by like two or three guys, and you just have to pray that you pick the right ones. With Prize Picks, you're just going up against their projections, and all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you win. And not only do you win, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. If you guys had the more than for Justin Herbert and passing yards in this one, you definitely won on Prize Picks. But it's not just football. You can go NBA, MLB, NHL, golf. MMA, even college football, and they're always safe and fast withdrawals. Right now, goes right now, guys. Make sure you go download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100 to play with. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. <sighs> Well, David, the Chargers defense had a chance to change the narrative at the end of this game. They had a chance to go win the Chargers this game. And I mean, I don't think any of us had faith that the Chargers defense was going to be able to do it. But it still doesn't make it any less frustrating kind of the way things went down. But I think to me for the defense, it actually started earlier on and not just on that last drive, which obviously sucked. But like you had in the first half, you ended up holding the Chiefs to field goals. In the second half, those turned to touchdowns. And it was brutal because one the specific one that hurt me the most was the Chargers had the Chiefs pinned even after having to punt on that third and one. They had them pinned deep in their own territory. You had a sack by Derwin James that pins them even further back, and you bring up a third and 18, and you uh. immediately give it up, right? That that changes the complexion of the game right there. That bails your offense out for sure, who doesn't have any excuses, but still a chance to get off the field right there, and I just think that there was a lot of missed chances by this Chargers defense starting right there because you give up that third and 18, just like you gave up the third and you know 13 last week against the 49ers and all the third and longs that you gave up. And that ends up turning into a touchdown. That's a huge swing. Here we go again. Here yeah. we go again with the broken record of the Chargers not being able to get off the field on third and long. Yeah. I am so exhausted from having to talk about the Chargers' inability to get off the field in a situation where they should be in an advantage yeah it just doesn't make sense why they cannot seem to get off the field it has been crippling it has been a large reason why the chargers have lost multiple games this season i just don't get it i don't understand how they cannot get off the field on these third and longs it is simply the reason why they are losing and I don't get it. They need to figure it out. They need to change something up. They need to get more uh, get more uh, creative on third and long. I don't know what it is, Daniel. Do you? I am confused. I know what it's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a good play call if you're playing the six like that. Obviously, you, know, you send one guy deep and you have somebody do a deep in route right after that. But I just think that there somebody has to get home. You just had, you know, Derwin James get a sack that ends up putting them in that situation. On third and 18, why not send Derwin James then and just make them get rid of the ball and then rally and tackle? Yes. Like, uh, you have to, on that play, be able to make Patrick Mahomes not let that play develop and get that other underneath receiver going across to give up that easy first down. And the only way you do that is by making him get rid of the ball. I know you're not supposed to blitz Patrick Mahomes, but if you can at least make him throw it 
in the first, you know, two seconds yeah, after they snap it. You faster just, than he wants it to. Yeah, I mean, you just you can't let him hold on to that ball and, and let him complete that pass right there. That ends up turning into a touchdown. But let's go to that last drive where the Chargers, you know, with they've been bad all season. They had some good moments against the 49ers, and they had some bad moments against the 49ers. But in the first half, I mean, they got off the field twice, right? I mean, one of them, you know, bounces off Travis Kelsey, who's not looking, and they caught a couple <laughs> of breaks for sure. Yeah, but they were holding the field goals. They were making it tough. They were getting hits on Patrick Mahomes at least yes. in the first half. Yes, they were. That all seemed to go away, and they couldn't get anything going on that last drive. Derwin James gets the holding call, and he ends up getting beat by Travis Kelsey. You know, and it's a, you get a lot of "I told you so" Chiefs fans, but it's like he had locked him up. But it, to me, I just I don't think you can let that guy beat you. And then to allow three out of four of the Chiefs drives that weren't just a kneel down there at the end all go for scores. I mean, it was just huge. And then you have the third down conversions and all that, but you something has to happen there. You have to have something. It was just too easy to me for the Chiefs to go down there and get that. I mean, it was an easy 18-yard gain on the first play. You don't get any pressure, and you're just letting him move the ball there. You have to find a way there, and you can't let it be Travis Kelsey that beats you. So, like, I mean, Brandon Staley had a good game plan. There were some really good moments from him in this. At that point, though, when you really needed something, it was just way too easy to me. It was, and it just makes you feel like, man, these are the moments where you really, really wish you had a healthy Joey Bosa. Oh, you yeah. really wish you had that guy on your side rushing the quarterback along, you know, alongside on the other side of Khalil Mack, because you know that that dude is such a difference maker. He can change things in the running game. He can cause havoc in, you know, as a pass rusher. And the Chargers just don't have anyone that comes anywhere close to yeah. providing that level of pressure. And hey, kudos and shout out to Kyle Van Noy. And I thought he played a pretty good game in this one. I thought he got some pressure at some points in this game. But no one is as relentless as Joey Bosa is. And they just don't have another one of those guys that just makes you understand why you have to get guys that can get after the quarterback and you need multiple of them. Yeah, of course. I mean, Chris Rump comes back to this game. I mean, didn't really move the needle in any way. No. Kyle Vannoy did have some good moments as a rusher, but had some tough moments as a rum protector, you know. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of a, where they're at right now. And it just seems like for the Chargers defense, yeah, they don't have anyone outside Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack has become, you know, a non-factor in big parts of some of these games just because he's the only guy that's even deemed a threat at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked for him in the first half. They got off the field on some big-time third downs. It just all fell apart in the second half when they just, I mean, you didn't have any faith they were going to do it. Another thing is, too, it just seems like at this point with this flawed defense, the only thing you can really hope for is turnovers, right? And if there's yeah. one thing that they do, you know, deserve some credit for was just, hey, you got a big strip at the game. To give yourselves a chance, you gave the Chargers offense a chance to go and get that touchdown. So credit to Troy Reader who came in for an injured Kenneth Murray pops out a fumble and gets the Chargers the ball back. That ends up turning yeah. into the go-ahead touchdown and saving the game. But it was just too little, too late, and it just seems like at this point those takeaways are really the only chance this Chargers defense has, which is sad. It is sad, and it just it you know it, it doesn't it should not be this way. You know it shouldn't be the this way. You should have more faith in your your team's ability to get off the field on third downs. But I mean, this has been something that has plagued this Chargers defense this entire season. And until they make some uh, some kind of adjustments, they're going to be finding them themselves in these situations more and more often throughout the rest of the season. 
Yeah, and I mean, the one thing you kind of felt good about was, you know, Michael Davis playing okay without, you know, J.C. Jackson being in there. Sante Samuel Jr. has been playing lights out. He had some tough moments in this game. You know, Travis Kelsey touchdown, he's diving and is inches away from getting his hand on it. Yeah. And then the, you know, poor tackling in the secondary just continues to show up for this Chargers defense as well, where it's like you have just guys running through. That Travis Kelsey touchdown, right? I mean, that's a lot of open space that dude had to run at, and it really wasn't very hard for him to get in. Chargers offense still had a chance, but at the same time, it just feels like for this defense, I mean, Staley deserves some some blame as well. I mean, I thought there was good moments from him as a defensive play caller, but at the same time, I mean, it just doesn't look like a defense that's getting the most out of the guys they have out there, even knowing what the injuries are. I mean, you just have to stay more competitive than the Chargers were defensively in that second half, and when you do get those opportunities to get off the field on third down when you get a chance to win the game by getting one stop against Patrick Mahomes which is obviously incredibly tough and they don't have to play the Chiefs or that offense for the rest of the season thank God right so I think we should could see some improvements but it feels like against teams like that like the Chargers have to get more aggressive right and you just have to kind of go balls out and you're gonna have to take some more chances to make sure it's just not that easy sitting back and, and, and hoping your front four can get there not having the right schemes played up and just really not being able to get off the field in those third downs and not having the right calls to force the Chiefs off the field in those big moments. I mean, it killed the Chargers in this game. So everyone deserves, you know, some blame defensively. And the Chargers had some good moments from this defense, keeping them in the game in this first half, holding the field goals, helping the Chargers get out to a a halftime lead in this game. But it's always going to come down to missed opportunities. Missed opportunities by the Chargers offense in the first half when they could have had a couple more touchdowns and missed opportunities by the Chargers defense when they had chances to get off the field and couldn't. And they had times where they could have won this game and they didn't. And then it goes on Justin Herbert. Game losing interception, is that what's going to go down when we all know there's so much more to it? But the Chargers, there's no way around it. Took a huge playoff hit when they lost this game. Now, realistically, they're going to have to go 5-2 and down the stretch if they want to get in as a wild card team because the Chiefs basically have a four-game lead inside the division. So make sure you guys are back here tomorrow. In a week, that could be a little bit altered because of Thanksgiving and everything coming up, but we should be doing buy or sell tomorrow, getting into what happened with the Chargers' playoff chances and really what they're going to have to do down the stretch to try to make a run here. And I think some silver linings that maybe they can take from this game that maybe against lesser teams can get the job done. So make sure you guys are here for that by subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and finding the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. We also show the, share the show every day from all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. You can find the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC when we do our Chargers mailbag. We usually post on there. Or you can call in and give your reactions or your questions in 30 seconds to the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Season's not done yet, guys. I mean, there's a lot left that can still be done. Will the Chargers be able to do it? We're going to find out, but I do think there's some positives. And I think, you know, it's going to be a crazy ending as it seems like it always is for the Chargers down the stretch, and they're going to have a chance to get it done. So make sure you guys are here tomorrow for the buy or sell when we get into the biggest Chargers storylines and overreactions after their Week 11 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.